one. Right what on time. Look at that. Gents. Happy Monday, Motivational Monday. Woo-hoo. We're ready to rock and roll. And we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, creating a brand. What? Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You guys are better at that than I am. I should have stayed out of it. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, no <laughs> way. We're <laughs> so happy you joined us. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Fire. We are back once again on this beautifully breezy San Diego end of the summer day. But of course, it's getting hot right here on the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is the host of a top 20 entrepreneurship podcast on, in, on iTunes. So we're so excited to learn from one of the best in the biz. In addition to hosting his podcast, our guest helps take young companies to the next level by connecting like-minded individuals, creating a community through networking and masterclasses. This guest is passionate about helping others And he wants his tribe, each member of this incredible community, to know that not one of them is alone on this entrepreneurial journey. We're so excited to have one of the top podcasters in the nation on this show. So without further ado, joining us from the Creating a Brand podcast, welcome to the show, Alex Sanfilippo! Thank you. I've never gotten a, a, like an applause for being on a podcast. This is the first. I don't even know how to react. I'm like, thank you. Uh, you, you feel like you got to clap too, huh? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks Alex, for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us, dude. Top 20 podcasts. I'm, I, dude, I'm, I've been super interested. I've never built a podcast to try to be uh, like a number on a top anything, right? We've always used it as a prospecting tool. What's it like to build a podcast that? ranks so high on itunes yeah you know that wasn't the objective necessarily if i can just straight up say that really the objective was to build a top quality podcast was really the the whole idea behind it and we followed the success system if you will i've done other podcasts in the past so when i was launching this to to my credit i knew what i was doing at this point most people when mm-hmm. we launch a podcast is our first thing right like we're mm-hmm. we're gonna give it a shot and then like later on you're like oh i should have done that and i should have done that Oh, and that would have been good too. But what I did, this was my this is my third attempt at a podcast. I, I've had two others in the past. Uh, one of which, which is still going, but it's just like a little project I've done on my own for for a couple of years now. And the other one, the first one, I did just totally flopped. I didn't have any clue what I was doing. I was pretty early with podcasting when I did that one. But so th- really, I, I invested in training. So I I one learns things the, the hard way, right? Like actually realizing what didn't work. But also before I launched this one, I, I started in, investing my time in going to conferences and doing my best to learn from people that have already done uh, the hard work and to see what they did to succeed. And I just followed that model and it worked really well for us. Uh, we were, you know, right place, right time. The, the market was really looking for more podcasts like what we were doing and it worked out really well for us. So I had a I had a guest the other day say that the uh what do you say the riches are in the niches right so yeah uh, when when you did your first two podcasts uh, were they really niche down or was it kind of broad no super broad my so my my mm-hmm. my one that failed we'll go ahead and call it that I'll I'll just straight up say it failed I called <laughs> it digital coaching sessions with Alex Sanfilippo beautiful name right um, but basically anything that was blogging 
anything that was SEO related, anything that was content creation related, podcasting, anything that was basically digital I was going to cover wasn't a good idea. I mean, what does, what does that mean, right? The, the way I always put this Not is if you, if you pretend like you're for everybody, you're actually for nobody. Like there has to right. actually be a narrow focus with what you're doing or it's not going to work. And I think a lot of people get scared of that though. And, and you guys have probably heard this before. Like we get nervous about being too niche. We're like, oh, I don't think it's mm -hmm. going to work. But I was talking to one of my friends recently, uh, Vanessa Van Edwards. She has a company called The Science of People. And when she started her podcast and her company, she wanted it to be for recovering awkward people is what she called it. <laughs> and, she, and she told her husband, she's like, I only expect to ever help a hundred people. Like, I don't think there's anyone else who would really identify with me because she was just like, I'm not good around people. I'm weird around them. I scare people when I get around them. I just don't know how to be around them very well. And she called herself a recovering awkward person. And she posted everything. It was just really transparent. Her little niche, she expected to be 100 people in there. She has literally helped hundreds of thousands of people now that identify that same way. But that mm -hmm. is a super narrow niche. But think about how connected we all are because of social media, because this digital world we, we live in. When in her neighborhood, maybe there's only one other awkward person who's trying to recover, right? But now we're all globally connected. So you can find that niche, that tribe anywhere in the world, and they can all connect together, which I think is a great thing. What do you think of what do you think of rebranding? So you've done you've done already where you started one, dropped one, started one, kind of still kept it going. Now you started your third one, and you're on mm -hmm. that pace, right? James and I literally tomorrow we're launching the Carrier Experience. It's going to be our new podcast, oh. very niched in the insurance space. So most mm -hmm. of the listeners here who are our Business Bros fans may may not want to go over on that side because we're it's going to be you know if you're in the insurance space yes definitely you want to check it out if not you know it's still us you still have fun with us but it's just going to be you know more content specific uh and i've been thinking about refocusing the brand here right so i was you know i've been discussing with james different things that we want to focus on i was like you know what if we focused on just maybe you know uh how do you get clients and we got the nitty-gritty on how you're getting clientele every single day maybe that's a good focus or do we continue just as broad as we are in business bros and leave it as a branding and a prospecting tool and then start our own uh, other side note what do you think uh i mean from your experience with three podcasts what do you think is probably one of the better approaches or, or what have you learned from your approach? Yeah, I, I think this is a really, it's just a good practice that you're talking about. What you're mentioning doing is extremely wise. I think the, the first thing any of us have to do is evaluate why we're doing something. What is the ultimate reason for it? So if this is for prospecting, then that, that's great. You might not need to necessarily change that. However, if you're saying, okay, we want to maybe be a little bit more than that. The first thing I would do is because you guys already have an audience is ask your audience, hey, what would you be interested in hearing more of? Or you can look at the analytics themselves and the data that you have and say, okay, 75% of our, our listeners are really engaged whenever the topic is focused on one of these few things. And that'll help you narrow it down really well. And I, I think that using the data you have and really getting familiar with your why, like the reason that you're going to do something. Uh, Michael Hyatt actually is someone that I really admire. And he has a quote that says, when you know your why, you will know your way. So whatever mm -hmm. it is that you guys are planning on doing, like any of us, this is great for the listeners today too, like sit down and think about, okay, why am I ultimately doing this? How could I pivot and maybe make a little bit of a change to really get closer to achieving that why? And there's nothing wrong with having to pivot. I mean, even with creating a brand, the podcast is now, uh, I guess, 15 months old at this point. And at month eight, when, when COVID hit, we had to pivot a lot of the material because we were getting big into what a lot of our audience wanted was how to go speak at conferences and how to do better at networking events. Those weren't things anymore when COVID first started, right? So we had to actually take a lot of material that was scheduled and ready to go, as sad as that was, uh, and push it back in, in hopes that one day we'll all be back out again. But we had to make it more towards, okay, what can we do in a digital world now? 
So that's a way that we had to pivot. And maybe it's something that you guys have to do as well. Back. <laughs> that's perfect, James. That was perfect. <laughs> <I'm> good. <laughs> you know, and, and speaking of pivoting, I mean, uh, here, here's the thing that I know uh, for James and I, it's, it's okay. We don't mind. Uh, but I know other people have a trouble, have problems with this, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to make a shift and I'm going to, I'm going to decide at some point here in the next you know week or so where we're going to make a shift with, with uh, what we're going to be talking about on the business bros. And it might flop right? That type of topic might be horrible. It might not work at all, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with testing it and, and seeing how it pans out. Uh, I also like how you said, looking at the analytics, because I always go back and I look, what are our most interesting uh, or most downloaded episodes, right? And it's almost always, and I wonder if it's just because of the title, but maybe the content too. Almost anything that starts with how to does hmm. performs really, really yeah. well in our analytics, yep. right? Anything that says how to, it doesn't even matter. Or the whether five tips. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Five tips, how to, uh, top secret, whatever, right? And I, and it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is it is it like a download, like clickbait type thing that works, or is it actually the topic that people want to talk that want to listen to, right? So when when you're looking at at your analytics, it's almost like, well, how many how much time was spent listening as compared to how many times it got downloaded? Because yep. I think there's a there's a big comparison too. How often are you checking out your analytics? Yeah, you know, I try to to look at them a healthy amount. Let's put it that way. There's an unhealthy amount to to look at your analytics, I believe, which is some people it's every second every day. They're like scrolling down to hit the refresh, right? They want to see it again and see what else is mm-hmm. there. And uh, that's a tough thing to fight because when it's something's growing and you're seeing it, it's kind of fun, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a dopamine hit every time. You're like, yes, that's great, that's good, that's good. But then the day we have to remember why we're doing something as well. And for me, when I go back to my why. I always remind myself that I have built this podcast to help the one person that needs it the most right now. And if I overlook at the analytics, then I'm moving away from that why. Now, with that said, it is important to look at them. So for me, it's usually three or four times a month. I, once a week is what I should do, but sometimes I end up missing a week. But anyway, I'll look at it probably three times a month is really a good time. And I'll look at things like the completion rate because, yeah, sometimes I come up with some titles that I could sit back and be like, that is a gold title. Everybody will at least start that episode. But mm-hmm. people aren't finishing it like the title, you know, it gets people there. And maybe some people will listen to it because of the title all the way through. But really, the most important thing you can look at is who's listening all the way through. The one thing that the titles that you just mentioned tell me if, if it's how to and five steps for whatever it might be like around those trends, it means that your audience is interested in learning something that they can apply. Like they want to actually, okay, how to do this. They're expecting to learn how to do that or five steps for this. They want to implement those five steps. That means they're looking for action, which in my mind means you have some of the best listeners that are out there. They're not just lis- looking to listen. They're looking to learn something and apply something. Uh, but then you got to, yeah, you got to d- dive into, okay, how much time they're actually completing in this thing. I've got some episodes that are my most downloaded, if you will, but they have a really low completion rate, which maybe that goes with the amount of people that have downloaded it. But on some, I have some that have much lower numbers, like substantially lower numbers, but the completion rate is extremely high. And that means a little bit more to me if I can see people are actually listening to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this. When you were talking about, you know, that, that avatar, for example, that person that, that you designed your show to listen to, how much of that person is actually you? You know what I mean? Like I, I know, I know when I'm designing some of the things I'm like, sometimes I, I overthink it, right? I'm thinking, what does that person want? What does that listener want? What is that? And and really, I'm, I should really just be thinking to myself, at least this is what I tell myself, what do I find interesting? And then explain that to myself, mm. really, because that's where I'm going to have the most uh, you know, excitement, the most energy behind what I'm doing, because I'm literally explaining it to 
my ideal customer, which sometimes in, 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 especially in this podcast space, it's me, right? It's the whole reason why I started yeah. it. How did you define your ideal customer or your yeah. ideal listener? Yeah. At first I did it way wrong, but you're, what you're sharing is the right way to do it. I just kind of followed somebody else's, which again, it's good to fo follow someone who's been successful, but the ideal listener needs to be me to some extent, because if I wouldn't listen to my own podcast, there's a problem, right? And I think initially when I started, if I look back and I'm really serious with myself, I think that perhaps I actually didn't do it the right way. I more so followed the mold that I thought of people who would want to listen to a podcast. And it wasn't quite me. Over the time, I've, I've really tweaked it quite a bit. And now I'd say that I'm probably pretty close to the ideal listener, maybe a few steps ahead. And you know, the, there's the old saying that like you don't have to be, if there's a bear chasing in the woods, you don't have to be the, the fastest person there, just not the slowest, right? Like, because <laughs> exactly. we all know what happens then. But at the end of the day, like you can teach somebody something if you're just a couple steps ahead of them. So for me, my yeah. ideal listener is somebody that's maybe just a few steps behind me that imagine that you're hiking or you're like you're climbing and you could actually reach your hand out to help this person up. I want my ideal listener to be that close to me where I can actually grab them by the hand and bring them up to where I am. Uh, not light years ahead of me, not light years behind me. And, and I've I've seen a lot of people that have that idea that they want it to be like, I want this podcast to be for millionaires. I'm like, well, are you a millionaire? No, but I'm going to get there. And yes, they might be right that they are, but perhaps that's not the right time for them to be talking to that type of person. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to, yes, I, I think it's always got to be a little bit of you in that avatar, maybe just you a few steps ahead of them so you can actually add some value to their lives as well. That's so true. I mean, that, that reminds me of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. You ever watch the movie Catch Me If You Can? Oh, nope. such a great movie. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, dude. All right. So, we so that, James, where's the clip, man? Where's the clip? Yeah, we don't watch that movie that often. Now, in, that, in the movie, he's a he's he's basically a con artist, right? So he he ends up getting in trouble for uh, writing fraudulent checks. But along the story of of who he becomes, there's one scene in there where uh, where he teaches like this psych class or something, right? He's he like walks in and there's like kids are kind of picking on him, whatever. And then he notices that nobody's paying attention to the substitute, tells the substitute to go away, and he teaches the class and he gets caught. But it wasn't for like almost a whole semester. He ended up teaching the class, hmm. and so when he gets arrested later, uh, Tom Hanks's character asks. Him, you know like how'd you do it how'd you how'd you teach a class how'd you pass the bar exam he's like how'd you how'd you con that and he's like I, I didn't con it like to teach the course i only had to read one chapter ahead and then i could teach whatever i was what i was doing right so when you talk about that you know, you know being able to to communicate that with people that's so true like you don't have to have every answer mm -mm. you just got to be a, a couple steps ahead and then you know what the heck you're talking about and if you are going to do a show uh, for millionaires with millionaires, then just advocate the fact that you're on this journey learning, right? Yep. You don't have the answers. This is why you're bringing on this millionaire or why you're bringing on this millionaire because they're the ones who you're learning from. And that's a good, that's a good reason to have a podcast, by the way, to just like, think about, uh, you know, Joe Rogan, Be for example, face. like, yeah, well, he, he, he literally wants to know something. So he yep. reaches out to an expert in that field, brings them on and asks them the questions. Like there's no other time frame in American history where you can reach out to somebody that you're interested in learning from and invite them to be on the show and learn from them without paying a tuition. <laughs> you know, it's one of the main reasons I love podcasting. There's some people like last week, I got to talk to somebody that I consider a hero in my life. I've read multiple books of his. I've attended like seminars and stuff like that. and heard him. And uh, we got on a call and we actually ended up having to reschedule the interview because he didn't think he'd have time for it. He had some other call that was like last minute that was going to come in. And so I was like, all right, we'll reschedule. And then he just kind of sits back and goes, so what's going on, man? 
I was like, do you need to go? He's like, no, not till I get a call. He's like, let's just hang out. So we ended up talking for like 30 minutes. But that's one of those things that basically turned into a free coaching session for me yeah. with somebody I could not afford. I would never have access to, but because I have a podcast. So it's one of those things that I'm learning. And then I'm able to just have a conversation. And my goal in all of my conversations, and I say this a lot on the on my podcast as well, that my goal is to ask my guests the questions that I believe my audience would want to ask them that they yes. want to hear answered. And when I can do that, again, it's, it's kind of like, ooh, I feel like I'm in the room with Alex and with his guest. And that's like mm -hmm. one of my big goals because like, I think it's a great thing, man. Podcasting has helped us all get so much smarter, at least if we're listening yeah. to good podcasts like this, you know? Yeah. Well, how, yeah. how about this? How about this angle too? Like, so, so you have somebody that comes on your show, uh, you have your own podcast and then you go out and talk to other people who are thinking about creating their brand or building their company, right? All those things. And then they tell you something like, I don't want to get into podcasting. It's too saturated. Uh, everybody since COVID has started doing their own podcast, you know? And, and for me, I'm like, so what? Like yeah. th what you just explained right there, where you're able to talk to somebody that you look up to that you weren't able to do any other way that in itself, one of those, one episode of those is totally worth having the show, right? You like, I don't know, it, growing up, I don't know how old you are, but for me growing up and seeing some of these icons and, and, you know, being able to, to, you know, you mean be in the room with like a C-list celebrity was never going to happen. Right. I remember right. being in high school, going down to mission beach and, uh, going to, uh, what was it? The, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was a uh, TRL. Yeah, it was TRL, TRL and Britney Spears is there, right? And I was going to go meet Britney Spears. And I wasn't even going to meet her. I was just going to be in the beach where supposedly she was at, right? right. That was the extent of being able to get close to somebody, uh, you know, in, in, in a different time. So and you're to telling me there's a chance. Exactly. So, so That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was hoping, dude. I, I I was able to get a little a little shoulder hug from Brittany that day, so it was okay. kind of cool, right? Right. I mean, this is before she got crazy, by the way. So okay. before we had to save Brittany, but but the point is, like, if I wanted to meet some of these people, it was damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. Whereas today, it doesn't matter that the, that there's a ton of podcasts. If you reach out and ask the question, hey, would you be a guest on my podcast? Mm -hmm. And they say yes, it costs you nothing but time, nothing but the ability for you to send a DM or a message, and you get to be amongst the people that you look up to. Like you, the whole, the whole, you become the, the people who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Well, these live, these people, these authors can be in your ear face to face and you get to ask them a question. I mean- yeah. There's power in that. Oh, 100%, man. You know what? You know what's funny? This this isn't funny. COVID is not funny. But anyway, during this time, I had a guy who I had in my podcast uh, pretty early on, and he was a bigger name. And I got on a call with him because he wanted to connect me with somebody else who he thought would be good on the podcast. So he's on the phone, and uh, we're getting off. He goes, it was maybe a five-minute conversation. I mean, this guy is quick. Like he, He's like all bullet points and everything. His assistant was on the phone too, so we could tell his assistant what to actually do while he was talking to me. And he goes, oh, and by the way, Alex, he goes, Listen, uh, with COVID being the way it is, he goes, nobody's doing anything. He goes, all the celebrities I know, they're doing nothing. He goes, whoever you've dreamed of interviewing, just reach out to him. I'm sure they'll do it. Mm, and then like, and he's wow. like, all right, got to go by. And then we got the phone. I was like, I immediately like made my list of like the top 50 people I'd ever want to talk to. And the mass majority of them were like, sure. I'm like, when? They're like, oh, whatever. I'm not really doing anything. I'm like, what? You're not doing anything? You're like one of the smartest people I've ever like read a book by or heard speak or any of these things. Yeah, it was just a matter of reaching out. And I think that that form of networking is so powerful. I mean, it, it really is. There's a guy today who I heard on my favorite podcast and I recommended him to go on that podcast. And it's like a massive podcast. I can only get to the person's assistant. I can't even get to the guy who's actually on it. And the guy was on my podcast. I just happened to reach out. That form of networking is going to pay itself back at some point.
Like yes. those are two guys that now know like this, this random guy in Jacksonville, Florida, Alex San Filippo. He helped us connect and we made a really good episode together. I wonder what else he's got or who he knows. Or, uh, or so not, important to think about, right? Yeah. Well, how, how about the fact that you're in business and you're supposed to be creating a network. You're supposed to be supposed to be creating an email list. You're supposed to be creating a, you know, a phone list, a contact list. You're supposed to be able to reach out to these types of people. I, I mean, you know, just because you have a, you have a podcast yourself, your network has grown tremendously. Just the yes. fact that now, if you wanted to, the guy actually knows who you are, your face, your name. You can send him a text message and be like, hey, dude, I was thinking about you. I saw this. This is pretty cool. Here you go. Like, you can literally do that to somebody that just, you know, five years ago, you were like, this guy's amazing. Right. <laughs> right? You went from group. I feel like that was Trump saying someone was amazing. I don't know if I've heard that before. That's what that sounded like to me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is amazing. Let me tell you, his podcast is the best podcast. His podcast is huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, but that's that's the power of, 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 you know, using that whole podcast space. So let me ask you, when you're creating a brand with people, uh, what what is what is it that you do versus what is it that they come in thinking that a brand is? Yeah, so the, I mean, the probably the most traditional thing that people assume a brand is is a logo, a name, a website. You know, all the all those things that that make up, I guess, parts of your brand. But then the day, us as individuals, we are the brand, which sounds a little bit cliche. But if you're going to start something from scratch you are the only piece of the puzzle to start off, right? Mm -hmm. And then many of us, we initially think, I hear this all the time when I sit down with people, because for me, I speak with really early entrepreneurs, people that have the idea, that have something they want to do, like a, a burning desire inside of them. They're like, I really want to do this. And then they're like, but I don't really have enough money because I need a website, I need a logo, I need a podcast, I need a YouTube channel, I need a Twitter, I need an Instagram, and, and 30 Slow other down, things, right? Bro. Right? I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, what are you trying to do? And they're like, well, I really want to, you know, I don't know, something random. Like I, I want to start a, lawn, a landscaping business. I'm like, well, well, then why do you need all that, right? Like, let's figure out what you actually need. Because in the day, a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. you guys are brilliant. You guys are brilliant. Well, is it true though? I mean, don't we get caught up in the minutia stuff? Uh, first of all, yeah. when you talk to entrepreneurs in that, in that, that mindset right there, the one where where you have an idea and you can't go to sleep because you keep thinking about it, you mm -hmm. you finally do fall asleep and you're dreaming about it. You wake up in the morning, you're still thinking about it. Like that's the most exciting part of entrepreneurship, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. where you start thinking about, dude. I, all I, you know, this is how much I can make per you know per job. I, there's so many houses in the neighborhood. If I get this percentage, I'm gonna make this much money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy that nice car that I'm looking for. But what happens, dude, it, it happens to everybody. You start getting caught in the day-to-day -day and you start thinking things like that. Oh, I need to get a website. I need to build my logo. I need to build this. When you really need to focus your attention on just a few $5 productive activities, right? We talk about this all the time. Lead generation, lead follow-up, uh, present, negotiate, and close, right? That's it. In every yeah. single business, you have a variation of that at some sort. And if you just focus your attention on those five things, you'll make, you'll start generating revenue. And then we can focus our attention on, well, let's pick a color for our t-shirts and the logo for our stuff. <laughs> you know, right. what? Let's, let's find, let's make it easier for our customers to book appointments and all those different things. So, you know, that is super exciting. To me, that's the most exciting part of entrepreneurism. And you get to work with them at that phase. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, I feel like I get like a lot of light bulb moments with these people, which is super fulfilling because I love that. I was the guy at one point who was stuck at that beginning stage. I wasn't focused on those five things you just talked about. And you're absolutely right with that. But we, the biggest problem I see is we look at, okay, who's a big player in this space? Like I want to do something in the sports and performance space. I'm going to go to nike.com. Okay. I'm going to look at their social media. 
man, and you compare yourself, somebody who's on day one to someone like Nike, you will <laughs> never start if you're going to compare yourself to something like that. You just, you won't yeah. start. And I think the biggest problem I see is that so many of us, we compare our day one to someone else's year 20. Mm-hmm. We look at it. It's, it's our, it's our year one. It's our day one. We're just getting started. We're like, oh, I can't do that. But that's a perfectionist mindset that if we don't overcome that, we'll stuck, be stuck in this place of limbo and wishing and having these dreams instead of goals for our entire lives. What we have to do is overcome these feelings of I have to have all these things and just do the five things you just talked about. Just get started. I know some friends of mine that have done so much more than I have in business space and like in the business world. These guys have crushed it. But here's why. They, they stick to those five things. And some of these guys I know that they're in year five and six in business and doing millions of dollars in business now. And uh, they still haven't gotten around to designing a logo. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> for what? Who needs yeah, they're like, I don't really need it. Like, I don't really have time. Like, we'll, we'll focus on it later. Like, I'll have a VA, one of my VAs do it or something like that. And I'm like, wow. But we, we get stuck in this idea of like, oh, I've got to have all this. I got to have all the polish. At the end of the day, people will forgive you for what you don't have if you have great, if you have some sort of great product or service that they actually need. And that's mm-hmm. what we have to focus on. And, you know, in the business world, me, I'm in the SaaS space. So software is a service. We talk a lot about MVP, minimum viable product. Like we have to just release things as soon as you can. Uh, my friend, Chris Kermensos, uh, wrote a book called Start Ugly. Same concept. He just says, start ugly. Like doesn't, if it works, throw it out there and see what happens and just improve it over time. Like you can't leave it ugly, right? You got to improve it over time. Yeah. And I think that too many people are not willing to put themselves out there like that. They want it to look super good, super polished before they tell anyone what they're doing. And I think that's a big mistake. I think we have to be willing to put ourselves out there. If we truly believe we're going to add value to someone's life and serve them with whatever it is that we're providing, then we need to be willing to put the risk on ourselves and just throw it out there and see what happens. That is so true. I mean, uh, Russell Brunson is the ClickFunnels guy, right? So he has a, he has a book uh, called, well, he has three books, but the one that I, I really like was Expert Secrets where he talks about yeah. You know the whole the whole sales stack slide and all that stuff, and and he even talks about there. You know when he's talking about when you pre when you're getting get a product ready to bring to market, um, start with the presale. Like first decide or see if anybody even wants the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to spend so much time developing a logo, writing up course material, building the website, all these different things just to find out the market doesn't care. And the market doesn't want your product. And that's a huge waste of time. First, go out and sell this product. Start ugly, right? First, decide this is what I want. Go out and see if other people actually want that product or service. And if people say yes, then you come back and put in the work to build in that support. Because otherwise, you're wasting a a, a bunch of time. And, And you're exactly right. Because you look at Nike, you know, year 20 or whatever it is, and that that successful entrepreneur in front of you. You suffer from paralysis of analysis. You think that mm-hmm. perfect is what you need to be, and then that stops you from from getting done. Perfect is the enemy of done, right? That's what's yeah. uh, Ryan Holiday, and that's that's exactly what most people do, and not just in business, man. I mean, you look at it in everything. That's the reason why you know you get a little tummy or whatever, and you go to the gym, and you see that guy that's there every single day, and he's ripped, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, eh, I'm not gonna run on this treadmill. It's too close to that guy. All right, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the push-ups here or the pull-ups here because uh, those cute girls are losers by- always whine about their best <laughs> exactly exactly <Yep>. <laughs> so what are some some good tips and advice that you give your your young entrepreneurs to get like that little fire under their butt and get them in the position where they're taking action yeah the, the very first thing i actually do to kind of play off what we just did there is i don't know if you guys have heard of it but it's called waybackmachine.com i believe is the website 
And basically it lets you look at any given website at any point in history. Like you pick the date that you want to look at, see what it looked like. It's kind of oh, scary wow. that there's like an internet archive basically. But <laughs> I always go back. I have like a few dates saved for Nike, the example I just used, uh, Apple and Forbes are three websites that I save. I go back to when they first started. And here's the deal. I, I go back to dates when I first, I started doing some web design as a kid. I was like 13 years old. And so basically these websites all kind of start around that time. And I'll tell you what, like I still say this, I'll, I'll share this from stage anywhere I'm at. I could have made a better website than all three of those companies. Like mm -hmm. myself as a 13 year old kid, one kid, I could have done a better job. And I wasn't some genius. They were just that bad of websites. Like they were awful. And I tell people like, hey, remember, this is what you need to be competing with, not with what you're thinking. And they're like, oh, that's terrible. That's all I have to do. And I'm like, exactly. That's the, the point is they were offering a solution to people's problem. There was a need that they were able to fulfill. What is the need that you need to fulfill? What is it that you need to do to actually help people? So I really get people to, to really narrow down their why, the reason that they're doing something. And there's a quote by Michael Hyatt that I feel like I say all the time, but he says, when you know your why, you will know your way. And I think many of us, we just haven't taken the time to really develop why we're doing something. What is the problem that we solve? Not what is the idea that we have? And we can really get good at doing that. That's the starting point. When we have that figured out, then we can start building from there. That's What's funny. the problem that we solve? How many people can we help? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it's about, man. It's about helping. I mean, if your business is about making profit, which needs to be part of it, right? But if that's all it's about, like you want a nicer car, you want a nicer house, and that's the only reason you're doing something, I don't know if it'll ever succeed. You have to be solving somebody's problem and serving somebody in some mm -hmm. way. Uh, there's a guy that I really admire, Joey. Uh, I'm going to look at his book, right? Joey Coleman. And, uh, he talks about how every business, no matter what it is that you're selling or doing, it's always human to human. And we have to remember that we're serving a human somewhere down the line. Whatever it might be that we're doing at the end of the day is going to affect an individual. We have to remember that. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of our sayings. Uh, we, we always well, that's one that we drop all the time. Anyways, it's uh, your your uh, your purpose in life is to be of service to others. But your business's purpose is to make a profit. And, you know, the, the focus in, in the attention, it's funny. And I, I, it was on James recently. I had been asking myself that question over and over again. Like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And I have, you know, journals and stuff. And I write that stuff down. Like, who am I? Who am I? And I couldn't quite figure that out. And then I realized maybe I was asking the wrong question. It's hmm. not who am I? It's who do I want to be? Right. Hmm. Who am I? Well, it's already here. Like I'm literally looking at my life right now in the present moment. This is who I am, whatever it is that you are. But if you decide who you want to become, right, and now that's the clarity of vision, that's where you want to be. That's why do you want to get there? That That is is who we are. Once we have a clarity of vision, then we can start taking steps in that direction. Yeah. Right? That's, and, and I think that's the question. The questions that we ask ourselves uh, kind of stir your mind in whatever direction you want to ask yourself. And the, the thing is, we don't realize that we ask ourselves questions all the time. Right. Yeah. And, and some of them are, are in a, in a productive way and some of them are in a destructive way. Right. So, you know, things like, things like, uh, um, I, I can't eat that. Right. No, you, you can, mm -hmm. right. You do, or you don't eat that. Right. right. Or, I, I can't, I can't work out today. No, you do, or you don't. Right. Like we, we need to, to have this internal dialogue where we're literally looking in the mirror and calling BS on ourselves. Don't lie yeah. to yourself. Just be, or do not. There is no try. My boy Yoda, right there. My boy Yoda. That's 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 close to my heart. We need to take a moment. He passed away. I don't. No spoilers. Sorry. 
sorry. I hope everyone's seen the newer Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not quite Yoda, but a uh, little baby. I thought Yoda you were talking about uh, the voice, the voice actor. Oh no, no, I was talking about Yoda, the the character. I forgot there yeah, was. Yeah. I, wait, no, Star Wars is a documentary. Galaxy yes. long, long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all Correct. real. So it's yeah, all yeah, real. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, it totally happened. It's yeah. already a long time ago. Alex, real quick, man, tell me a, a little bit about your company. What it is that you do? What you're offering? Yeah. So uh, the big thing that, that we do is, is like we've been talking about, it's just a lot of coaching. We do this in masterclass form now, though. I found it's just really been the most powerful way to actually help people. Uh, coaching is fantastic. I've done a lot of it. Uh, communities are fantastic as well. Like it can bring a group of people together. But what I found to be the most productive is to bring a small group of people together to solve one problem or to come up with one solution for something. So I'll bring a group of people that are interested in similar businesses and we'll just talk each other through it. It's more like a mastermind, a master class is what we, we call it at times. And it's just a time that we'll get together and we'll just share. And I find that everybody goes so much further when we do that, even though they're all working on different businesses. It's just that thing where you get yourself around other people that are doing something similar and you all kind of start running at a faster pace together. So everything I do is at creatingabrand.com. And uh, really at the end of the day, I'm there to serve people. I always say this line that, that I seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. I really just want to help people make a step a little bit quicker than I did along the way because uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and probably a little too many. But hey, I'm thankful for each of them because they brought me to where I am today. And now I'm able to help somebody and serve them because of it. Dude, that's some powerful stuff. You're, you're that space. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I love I love teaching. Like I, I teach a class called Financial Algebra uh, and I teach 17 year old kids a lot of the same stuff that I was going through, uh, at, you know, 25, you know, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Right. I teach them things like how to bounce a checkbook, buy a car, buy a house. All good. These so good. And, and, but you know, and I always tell parents all the time, I'm like, you got to remember your kids like 16, 17 year old, like they don't care right now, but that's not the point. The point is we're going to put it in front of them. We're going to show it to them so that when they hit that aspect of their life, that period in their life, it's not the first time they've seen it. Right. Right. Like, Every single one of us is has heard a message over and over again. Your parents have told you over and over again. Your mentors tell you over and over again. But it's not until you reach that moment in your life where you're ready to receive that message mm -hmm. that it means something to you. So, you know, as long as uh, – and that's, that's – by the way, that's another beauty of putting the podcast out there, right? Because it yeah. lives on the internet forever. You don't know who's listening <laughs> to this, when they're listening to it, and when it's hitting them, you know, right in the, right in the heart where they need to hear it. Right. But you're still making a difference. You're still adding that value that you're talking about. 100% so, man. Alex, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate uh, you know, talking to you. You're fun, dude. I really like Thank uh, you. Yeah, appreciate you it. Come on, man. That means a lot. You guys are like a blast. So that that just made my day that comment. Guys, I'm fun. I'm going to go tweet that everywhere and post yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <putting> that everywhere. <laughs> you you, you sure are goofy mugs. <laughs> But no, dude, uh, thank you very much again for, for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, make sure you guys uh, check out Alex's stuff. It's uh, at creatingbrand.com and his Instagram. I know we've been popping it on the screen all the time. Just going to drop it up there. AJ Sanfilippo. Uh, it's Instagram. And you have Twitter, all that stuff too? All the same? Uh, you'll find everything at creatingabrand.com. I mean, you, that's, that's my Instagram. That's probably the main one that I'm using anyway. But uh, yeah, everything, creatingabrand.com. You have my links to everything. That's why I like to send people there. Perfect. All right, ladies and gents. Again, thank you very much, Alex. Uh, I, again, man, I, I don't know if I can explain it to people over and over again, the power of having a podcast, but awesome. you know, you know what it's like. And I can't encourage anybody, any of your entrepreneurs that are getting started, anybody who's thinking about starting a business. This is how you prospect. This is how you market today. So take advantage of this it. This is the way. Alex, Alex is showing is us way. right here. He's another classic example of, of how it works. I mean, 
dude, you've inspired me. I'm going to make my, Thanks, my 100 list and I'm going to start reaching out because you're absolutely do it, right. man. Do it, man. Doing that. That. Hell yeah. I had one guy do that same thing, man, and it worked great for him. He like texts me the next day. He's like, dude, you won't believe who I just got on the podcast. And, and yeah. the same thing. You know, there's, there's an old saying like we do not have because we do not ask. Sometimes we yeah. just got to ask, right? I mean, it's not going to hurt to ask. The worst you can hear is no, and then just move on to the next one. Dude, like, I'm doing something else I heard from uh, from, our, from our guest. Uh, uh, was it yesterday? No, Thursday. Thursday's guest comes on the show and he's like, hey, man, uh, don't. It was Mark Savant. He's like, don't take out your wallet without asking for a discount. Like wherever you go, ask for a discount. He's like, it works Love like it. You know, 20% of the time, but you never know. That's money you save. Exactly. Hey, can I get a discount? Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. There you go. Hey, can I leave your audience with one thing? I just, I know I'm taking up time. Yeah, yeah now, go, but, for it, go for it. Um, I think that a lot of people, when they hear the idea of starting a podcast or some sort of service, whatever it is that they're trying to do, they get really nervous and feel like maybe they're inadequate and not capable of doing it. I always like to encourage people with this, this one thing that I say a lot. Each of you listening today, you have greatness and creativity within yourself. And I firmly believe that each and every one of us, we are created beings. And because of that, we are made to create. And I believe that you have some sort of creativity that only you can offer to the world. And you're doing the world a disservice by not doing something like this. If you feel like you're supposed to, listen to that, do it, put it out there. The worst thing that could happen is not a lot of people hear it, right? That's the worst thing that could happen. The best thing that could happen, though, is you could change somebody's life. and You don't know who's waiting for you to share. So just remember that you have greatness and creativity within yourself. I want to challenge you to take action after listening to this episode today. Man, Woo. I got nothing else. Uh, I, think, I think I'm just going to end it with that, right? <laughs> That's perfect, man. There you go. Marissa, by the way, says live streaming podcast. Yes. Marissa <laughs> I love it. Huge on LinkedIn. Make sure you guys check her out on LinkedIn. Uh, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to end it with anything else. That was, that was powerful enough. We all have that creativity in us. James, hit that outro. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.